You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. This is a day the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice. We're going to be glad in it. Amen. We want to welcome all of you who are watching online from Lake Charles, from Gilmer, from wherever you're, from Bedside Baptist. We're glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome. If you like what you're hearing, click the share button if you wouldn't mind. And uh, comment, let us know where you're watching from. We'd love to connect with you. And we believe that God has something powerful in store for you as you tune into this. And your High Ridge family wants to welcome you with a big round of applause. So come on, High Ridge family. Yes. Welcome. Grab your Bible if you would. I think the Lord's going to take us to some things that will help us today. He's going to encourage you. He's going to strengthen you. Psalm 127 is where the Lord was bringing us this week. I want you to know that uh, I don't just choose messages from a hat. I don't just find things that I think will will be good for you, but I actually do take time. It's very important to me. Uh, Every Monday morning, I sit down and I just dedicate some time to the Lord. I say, God, I need your help. Would you help me? Would you show me what your people need to hear? And the Lord bring me to a message in Psalm 127 that's going to help us. And the title is simply this, uh, Waking Up Tired. It's okay to elbow the person next to you. They need this. Waking, you, ever, you ever done that? You ever woke up tired? Yes, this morning? Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I woke up tired. You ever need a, need a rest from your rest? You're like, gosh, how does this even work? It mean, first of all, it means you're getting old. No. Technically, we're always getting old. All right, you, n- you never get any younger. Except for some of y'all that can afford plastic surgery. Then it's like, you, you got too young. You went, you went back too far. Every time they smile, the, the leg raises up. That skin's so tight. Like, you, we know. Like, oh, it looks natural. Not really. Waking, waking up tired. No, because uh, I, I, I think there's a, there's a myth that we kind of deal with that, that we can wear busy as kind of a badge of honor. And we use that to kind of break the ice with people. It becomes our greeting. How you doing? I've been busy. We're just swamped. Got so much going on right now. The, the kids are this and the kids are that. And we've got this and we've got that. We've just been so busy. It's just what you're really trying to say is that's the reason why I don't talk to you. I'm trying to come up with an excuse to tell you I really don't like you. Like, that's what we're trying to say. And there's a, there's a kind of a myth in, in Texas that we're, that we're laid back and easygoing. Like, yes, we are laid back and easygoing, but not always. And it is to a point. Like, oh, they got that slow talking. And she says, you know, oh, God bless you. And God bless your heart. That's not, that doesn't mean what you think it means. Mm-mm. So we're laid back to a point until somebody steals something, then we'll shoot you. Like, we just take it to a 10. Like, why? I think it's for several reasons. Like, we're a, little, we're a little strung out, a little overcommitted. Somebody say yes. We don't know how to say no very well. Somebody say yes. Yes, because you don't know how to say no, you just say yes. And a lot, of, a lot of situations, I think we don't understand how critical it is to living the life that God has called us to live, learning how to rest well. You know, it's amazing that it's one of the, the 10 commandments listed by God that we have no problem violating on a daily basis. And we actually consider it humiliating to violate it. It's like it's something that I violate and... and, and other people will humiliate me for it if, if I'm resting well. But God says, you're going to honor the Sabbath. It's a big deal. He puts it up there right next to adultery. Does he not? 
And it's a big deal for us to understand how God intended for us to rest well. I think as we're approaching the next few weeks, many of us are gonna go on vacation. Some of you are just coming back from vacation. Some people come back from vacation more exhausted than when they left. Need a break from my break. You ever been there? Come on. Need a break from my break because we fill up the entire vacation with stuff that we didn't have time to do. We have projects that we have to have and we do those on our days off. Your day off, filled with more stuff. Gotta get it done. Why? It's like, you don't know my wife. You gotta get it done. It's just easier to just do it. I think when we're looking into God's word, we need to, uh, need to have a shift that happens in our, our spirit where we don't, we don't, uh, we don't mess, mess up with our values and think that we're, our value is based on our valuables. And we kind of live life with, with greed and not understanding our limits, not understanding that it's a God-given, beautiful thing for us to rest and to rest well. Now, that, that being said, I will say this as well. Uh, you can't rest well if you don't ever do nothing. But that's not really a problem. We don't rest very well. And we get confused about what it means to actually rest well. And it's something that a lot of Christians have hard time with because we're supposed to be hardworking. We've just passed the point of hardworking and moved into not resting well at all and wondering why uh, we, we don't feel energized. We, we're not able to do the things God has called us to do because we don't have time. I'm not able to spend time with the Lord because I'm doing things for the Lord. And we, we, we get it confused that God has created us to be not human beings, but humans doing. Doing, always doing, always doing, always doing. We're busy, we're swamped, overcommitted. Don't know how to say no. There's an anointed no, did you know that? You don't have to do everything that everybody asks you to do. That may be the greatest thing I can give you today. Some of you are like, I needed that. It's okay to say no. You don't have to say yes to everything. But we don't rest well and it's our anxiety and it's our phones and it's our thoughts and it's our schedules and our kids. Kids, make you, they make you busy. It's a wonder in all those things that we find in the, in the most famous chapter of all time in Psalm 23, it says this, that he makes me lie down in green pastures. You know that? I can't help but read that with a little grin on my face because who do you have to make lie down? Once you're past the age of 40, you don't have to make me lie down at all. I welcome that. Now, you have to make toddlers lie, lie down, do you not? You gotta teach them. Do you need a nap? No. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. And at some point, you reach the age where you don't have to make me do nothing. I, I welcome it. I'm, I want a nap. It's like, hey, what do we got, 15 minutes? Yeah, turn off the light. <laughs> and you call it a power nap, power snooze. <laughs> it says, he makes me lie down. I think for some of us, it's, it's, it's a day where God wants to confront that in your life. Where he's like, he says, I'm gonna, I need to make you lie down. This is what's good for you. Need a nap need a nap. As we're digging into Psalm 127, I want to pull out some things that I think are important for us to understand about biblical rest. And as we're doing that, I want, I want to remind you that, that biblically, you, you don't just need rest for your, for your body, although that's a, that's a big thing. Many of us could do well just by getting a good night's sleep. And it's been a while since some of you had it. Uh, but you also need to rest for your soul. Your spirit needs to rest. You know, you need to rest from people too. Something. You need a social rest. Come on. People will drain you. But people energize me. Then get in ministry and you will change your mind in about two days. Because there's a lot. 
There's a reason why in the Old Testament, Moses' uh, father-in-law approaches him and says, this is too much for you. What you're doing, that, that's, that's not right. You think you're wearing it as some badge of honor that you can lead two million people. You're a fool. And you neglect your own family. Rest is a big deal to God. And it's become something that we've violated thinking that we're honoring the Lord, but more we violate it. And it's so messed up in our minds. I want to encourage you today on, in God's word, show you how to, how to rest well and have a mindset change towards this. Psalm 127, look at this. This is written uh, by Solomon, considered the wisest man who's ever lived. He, he knows some things. And I want, I, want, I want to make sure that you see this. We use a lot of what this says in the context of building a church. Solomon's not talking about building a church. Solomon's talking about building a life and building a family. And he says this, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in, somebody say the next word, vain. It means you get nothing. It's pointless. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread, and look at these next three words, of anxious toil. Now, some of you might, um, might pronounce that word toil. Um, you are not from Texas, because we pronounce it toll. Like aluminum foil, no, 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 full. I gotta go chain my oil. It's not oil. Has nothing to do with this message. I just want to make sure you understand. <laughs> You're eating the bread, he says, of anxious toll. Okay, he gets, keep going. For he gives, look at this next part, sleep to his beloved. What a powerful concept. That real rest, real sleep comes when you're not working in vain, when you understand the relationship with the Lord, that God is in the middle of what we're doing, and we, then we rest. We really rest. So I want to give you some things to help us understand our biblical rest just a little bit better, things that will hopefully challenge you and confront you, things that will meet you where you are and help you to understand this a little bit better. This can give you, I think, some keys to understanding um, why you're not where you think you should be, why your relationship with God is perhaps not where you want it to be. Could it be that we don't rest very well, that we fill the spaces with things that don't matter instead of our relationship with the Lord, that we're so afraid to be, and I know this is a crazy word, I'm just gonna throw this out there, don't, don't unfriend me, here's the word, bored. Bored. Can't live without our phones, can't do it. When's the last time you went to the bathroom without your phone? Never, 1984 maybe, reading shampoo bottles, don't act like you did. Here's the... Next service needs to hear that, not second service. Here's, here's, th here's three things that I wanna make sure that you get uh, that are really important for us as believers to understand. Here's number one, if you're a note taker, you might wanna write this down. Number one, God puts limits on me for a great reason. It's not because he hates me, for a great reason. As a matter of fact, once you, um, once you read that, I want you to say that with me, say it to yourself. God puts limits on me for a great reason. There's only so many hours you can stay awake without adding some pharmaceuticals to help you out. But there are limits on what you can do. God did it for a reason. God put limits on your lifespan, and it's for a good reason. God puts limits on your energy. God puts limits on your time. God puts things like your health. God also puts something in your soul called a conscience. And we will constantly violate that conscience doing things that we know are wrong. God put that in place for a reason, to keep you safe. It's a good thing 
Great reasons that God puts limits on his people. We have to understand that God put limits on what I can physically handle and what I can spiritually handle. Those are good things for me. There's good boundaries. There's a reason why we put a, 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 a gate around a pool for little kids. It's a law in Texas now. It's for a good reason. Because kids drown. They see pool and they, they jump in, not realizing that's death there. There's a reason why we tell them don't go play in the street. God puts limits on our lives for a reason. Why? Because sleepy people do stupid things. Sleepy people do stupid things. You know that the three greatest modern day disasters are all blamed on human fatigue? The Exxon Valdez spilled millions of gallons of oil into our oceans because of sleep deprivation. Three Mile Island, Chernobyl, kind of big deals. Could have ruined our entire world because people don't sleep very well. And we'll wear it as a badge of honor. How you doing? I'm busy. Been just slammed. Like, well, if you're in charge of billions of gallons of oil, I, I want you rested. I want you to have a good night's rest. I want you to have someone that could come and give you a spell. Like, that's important. If you're in charge of nuclear reactors, get a good night's sleep. I don't know. It's kind of important to the rest of us. But what about your family? You're in charge of your family. You're in charge of your life, your finances, your business, your marriage, your children. Those things are kind of important to you. If we don't rest well, if we don't understand our, our limits, we'll get mad at God. We'll push past them. And God put them in place for a reason. Let me say it this way. We have boundaries to show us how much we need a real relationship with God. This is important for us to understand. God places boundaries in place to remind us you are not enough and you were never designed to be enough. You're gonna need me. I need you to be in relationship with me so I can show you what you can get done in a relationship with me and not by yourself. You are not enough. You'll never be enough. And if you don't understand that, you will spend your entire life trying to make yourself more than enough. And Solomon says, it's in vain. Everything you try to build, everything you're trying to guard over and watch and protect, it's in vain. You can't do it. And you're eating the bread of anxious toll. Here's number two. Uh, the creator designed his creation to rest. God put boundaries and God built it at the foundation of everything he did. Not just on people, on the world. He built it to move in seasons, to have rest. And God places it at the foundation of everything. We find this in Genesis chapter two. It says this, that on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work. What would it be like if you actually rested from all your work and didn't just take it home and just leave it in your mind and pretend like you're paying attention when somebody's trying to talk to you? Like, I've got so many things going on. Anybody else been there? Is it just me? No, just, just, come on, let's be honest. If you can't be honest in God's house, we're gonna be honest about it. Come on. What would it be nice? It, what would it be like to actually rest from the things that you've got to do? God models this for us. God rested from all his work. It says, then God blessed the seventh day and he's still blessing the seventh day because in it, he rested. I wanna remind you uh, that God is all powerful. I can do anything. His strength is unlimited, which shows us a very important fact that God rested for our benefit, not his. He's your father and he models it for you. God rested and built it into creation for you. 
And by the way, this is one of the main reasons why they crucified Jesus. Because the Pharisees were busy trying to honor the Sabbath and had twisted into something where we were here doing works to try to rest from our works. And Jesus is like, you've got to twist it in your mind. This is, this is God's gift to you. This is how we honor him with it. But you've made it into some kind of crazy work. You've cre- only man could create work out of rest. Don't look at me. We do that all the time. We wake up more tired. But God created his creation to rest. And uh, that's in Genesis 2. If we back up one verse into Genesis 131, it, it ends with this saying that God saw all that he had made in creation. And then he looked at it and said, it's good. It's good. So God models that for his people to help us understand what a good week is supposed to look like. Some of us have no idea what a good week is. Did you have a good week? I have no idea. I got a lot of stuff done. Is that the measuring stick of success? That I got a lot of stuff done? Is it the measuring stick of success that I, everybody was still alive? You know, I kept my kids alive. Like, that's a good week, I guess. Huh? What is the measuring stick of success? But God says that he looked back on all of his creation and said, it's good. And he builds that into the foundation of our lives as a model designed to help us Remember that it's important that we honor God with the Sabbath so that we can look back on our week and course correct before it gets too late. When was the last time you looked back at your week and said, okay, that was good. That was good. I can recognize it. I know what God's called me to do. I did the things he asked me to do and I can breathe. It's done. Some of us are always, I believe we have hope that next week will be better but God looks back at the past and says, let's, let's honor it for what it was. It was good. Rest and reflection give me an opportunity to prepare, to express gratitude, and to evaluate my work before it's too late. Before I add 20 years of just busy. Solomon said, it's in vain. You're producing nothing. You know, we... we, we we forgot about that. The children of Israel forgot about it. America forgot about the Sabbath. Forgot that God intended for creation to rest, that he built it in to everything that we see. God's law says, I want you to, to produce from the ground for six years, and on the seventh year, it needs to rest. Don't, don't do that. But America and our greed and our thirst for more, created in the 1930s, some of you might have been alive to see it, the Dust Bowl. Everything turned to dust. Crops failed in massive proportions. Starvation. The economy tanked because we overworked the land that God gave us. And we can look back and say, yeah, that's crazy. What's wrong with you? But we do the same thing. As a matter of fact, the prophet Jeremiah, I don't have time to read the whole story, but he began to prophesy against the children of Israel and said, you're working because you're greedy. You're overworking and overcommitting yourselves. You're not honoring the Sabbath. You're not resting. That's a big deal to God. You're going to go into captivity. You can't keep doing that. This is not what I want you to do. And God sends them into captivity. They become prisoners, become slaves, because they refuse to honor the Sabbath until 2 Chronicles 36, verse 21 says, the land enjoyed its Sabbath rests until the 70 years were completed in fulfillment of the word of the Lord to Jeremiah. He said, I warned you. You don't rest 
So I'm going to have to make you rest. You won't listen. You won't honor the ground, the work. It has to rest. And it can produce more if you let it rest. But it produces less when you violate my law. This is a powerful word to each of us. You can produce a lot more when you're doing it his way than you can your way. The math is God math. He said, you take away a day and you'll produce more. If you take that day as honor to me and really rest, I designed you to rest. You're created to rest and it's good for us. I think uh, we foolishly believe that less rest and less God will increase productivity. How foolish is that? God, I don't have time for a relationship with you because I've got a lot to do. And God, I don't have time to really rest because I got a lot to do. I'm gonna be more productive on less sleep and less time. This is the problem with, with us. God, God says you need to let things rest and rest well. It's honoring to me. You know, it's honoring to your boss when you show up rested and ready. It's honoring to the Lord when you're able to say yes. You give me the energy to do what you call me to do, my answer is yes. It's honoring to your family when you give them your best because you've rested. So what, is it, what does it mean to me? I think it's important that we see something back in Psalm 127. Uh, Solomon says, because you're doing this, because it's in vain, you're eating the bread of anxious toll. That's a fantastic word when, it's, when it says the anxious toll there. It's the Hebrew word etzab, which means uh, work that hurts your head. And they translate it into, into anxiety because your mind gets so overworked. And, and he's saying, this is, this is the paycheck you get when the Lord's not helping you do this. You're not doing it his way. It pays off in anxiety. Do you see this? It pays off in frustration. Some of you, I'm, I'm preaching better than your amen. And, but this will help you. This will help you. Let me say it this way. Please look, look at the screen. Anxiety is often the byproduct of no rest and no communion with the Lord. We wonder why it's not working. God's like, you, you left me a long time ago. It's all on you. Here's number three. And this is perhaps the, the most important thing I can tell you today. Uh, this will help you. Number three, God has provided all that I need through my relationship with Jesus Christ. Everything that your life ultimately needs is gonna be found in the context of your relationship with him. And the more that we trust him, the more that we understand our relationship with him, the more he's speaking into our lives, the more we're able to speak back to him, get clear direction, you can produce way more, accomplish way more. You'll find that God just expertly navigates you through some things in life that other people are falling by the wayside because they don't get it. They didn't see it coming. God saw it coming. And because you have a relationship with him, you're able to walk right past it. That's only possible in our communion with the Lord and our learning to rest. Rest. Isaiah captures it this way. In chapter 26, he says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now, I wish I could add some parentheses there because it would help me. I would say, because he trusts in you, parentheses, and not himself. Close parentheses. 
parentheses, and not his own checkbook, close parentheses. It's the reason why Jesus says it's almost, it's, it's, it's so difficult for a wealthy person to enter the kingdom of heaven because they don't need faith. They don't need God. I can write a check. Let's take care of whatever I need. And some of us, it's, 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 it's in vain that we, that we pile up so much thinking that that's going to help us have less anxiety. Thinking that's going to help us solve our own needs when what we need is our relationship with the Lord to be stronger so we can truly rest. There's a resting that happens when you realize, look at me, that God's in control. And I don't have to fix it all. There's rest that happens when God says, this is what I want you to do next. And you have a word from him. So you know what's most important and what ain't. Now, here's the thing. Uh, probably the, the, the most difficult thing that I can do as a pastor is to, is to convince you that God wants to speak to you and that he can speak to you and you can hear God's voice. And the reason why it's so difficult is because we listen to everything else. His voice is described as a still, small voice. And I've said it before. In order to say it again, I, I want to make sure that you hear it. Like if you want to hear the voice of the Lord, you have to stop being led by everything else. But we're so busy, so consumed with so much stuff that it's difficult for us to hear from the Lord. But Jesus says, Lo, I stand at the door and knock. Open the door, let me in. Have communion with me. Have a relationship with me. Listen to me. Turn off the phone for five seconds and just breathe. Just listen. His word tells us that creation, it, it, it screams out his praise. His word tells us that day after day that, that creation pours forth speech. It's screaming out to him. And guess what creation is? That's you too. You're part of that. Everything around you is giving glory to God. And we get to join in with creation and take a moment, get away from technology and just listen and breathe and say, Lord, look at my life. Is this, is this good? Is this what you want? I want to remind you that the sufficiency of Christ on the cross is still a powerful thing today. That relationship that God gives to mankind who is overworked and trying to please God with the best of our efforts, trying to make a life where we accomplished a lot. God sends his son to be the remedy for us killing ourselves, doing foolish things, working ourselves to death. Let me say it this way, for believers... Our rest is only found in Christ. For everybody that's not a believer, you're gonna find a way to medicate your rest. You're gonna medicate up to start the day and medicate down to end it. Find ways on vacation to find, to find some kind of rest for your soul. And what happens is you just take yourself and your issues to an exotic location and add gluttony and drunkenness and sunburn. <laughs> Come back, I need a break. Like, you, you need an SPF 50, that's what you need, white boy. Because you sunburn. And you're always going to, this is completely outside of my nose, but you're always going to have that one friend like, no, I have, I'm part American Indian. I don't sunburn. Like, dude, this is Cabo. Guess what? You getting sunburned today because you're dumb, real dumb. I had no idea. We was, it was about four years ago. We had the honor of spending some time with some friends in Destin, Florida. And uh, it's about 20 minutes out there. And I realized Mexican sunburn, bad. And like, I'm logging on and asking my white friends, what do you do? I'm like, I've never actually had this much sun for this, this long. And it's like, oh, vinegar. And like, that smells horrible. And baths of tomato juice. And what, I was like, I thought that was for skunks. <laughs> you get creative when you're sunburned. 
But we'll take this inability to rest and think that vacation is gonna solve your issues. It just takes you to another location and you're medicating to try to find rest for your soul. Let me remind you, Psalm 62 says, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Not only has God saved you by sending his son, if you've accepted and believed in that in your heart, God saved you, but you're being saved from what? From yourself. From your desire to make God love you by doing more. By working yourself to death to think that somehow God's gonna please. That's works-based salvation. Everything I need was provided by Jesus on the cross. And the more that I communicate with him every single day, the more I learn that there is an end to what I can do. And that's a good place for me. That's the best version of me is when I allow the Lord to lead my life and tell me what's important and what's not. What I have to get done, to get done and what needs to be just left alone. What I need to pray about, where I need to take a step of faith, where I need to repent, where I need to walk back, where I need to give some advice, where I need to shut my mouth. The Holy Spirit is given as the governor to help me to rest in what Christ has done for me and to walk next to him and learn. There's a reason why Jesus himself says in Matthew 11, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. You know, you are not just a physical body. You, are, you have a mind and a will and emotions. That's what he's talking about here. And if those things don't get rest, you've got some major breakdowns coming. It's more than just sleep. You need to be able to turn off your will, your emotions, your mind, and say, Lord, I submit that to you. Will you give me rest for my soul? Jesus says, why don't you take my yoke upon you? What's that yoke that he's putting on us? It's grace. Grace. Some of us could use just a little bit of grace. It'd help you rest when you realize it's not all up to you and it never was designed to be. The best version of you is walking next to our Savior and allowing him to lead you to what's important. I wanna call you back to a deeper relationship with Jesus. I wanna call you back to some moments where you're spending time in his presence, where you're getting away from your phone, getting alone, putting the kids down for a nap and turning off the monitor and like, they'll be fine. Let them cry themselves to sleep. I'm gonna make them lie down, right? That's what Jesus does to me. I'll make, him, make you lie down too. You're gonna learn today. Spend time with him. Let him communicate with you. It's good. I wanna give you some practical thoughts as we're finishing up here. A couple of quick things I jot down that will help you to rest better <laughs> during this summer break. Uh, than you maybe have, have, have ever, ever done. Um, here's number one. Ask the Holy Spirit, what's most important today? What's most important to you, Lord? I have my list, things that I think, that I, I think they need to get done, but what's most important to you? This is gonna change everything. When you reprioritize your life according to what the Lord says, he'll speak to you. He does want to have communion with you. He wants to speak to you. Please hear me. God wants to speak to you. You have to give him space to speak. He's not gonna sit here and scream over everything else. He's gonna wait. Lord, what's most important to you? Here's the second thing I think will be important. Uh, let go of your cell phone just a little bit. Just a little bit. You're not gonna be led by the Lord if you're being led by everything else. 
being led by the voice of culture, what's in, what's not, what's accepted, what's not accepted, what's gonna be canceled, what's not gonna be, just listen to the Lord. He says, he will guide you into all truth. That's what you need. Let go of your cell phone just a little. I'm a fan of technology. Like we may not be tech savvy, but we're definitely tech dependent. <laughs> we need to be Holy Spirit de- dependent. It has its place. It has its place, but your cell phone is not the voice of the Lord. You still with me? Yeah. This okay? Yeah. I want to finish up with this, helping us to get practical. Um, spend some time with a strong believer who's farther along than you are. Yeah. See, Jesus gives us this model of this yoke that he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That's a, that's a word picture he's giving us of a, a team of oxen, two oxen put together. Now, these are not oxen that are equally yoked. It's not one that's uh, super strong next to someone else that's super strong. No, no, this is uh, a mature ox that's yoked with a baby ox. It's not carrying any of the load. It's just learning how to walk next to the one that's doing the work. And Jesus gives us this picture. He says, my yoke is easy. My burden's light. And if you're not finding your yoke easy and your burden light, you got the wrong yoke. And, sorry, the yoke's on you. I'm, I'm sorry, that's horrible. I need to take that out of my notes for next service. Let me remind you of this. Um, The leadership of this church, the best thing that I can give you is submission to people that are farther along than me. The worst thing I can give you is my own smarts, my own energy, my own thoughts. I'm, I'm not capable of doing this on my own. I have to have people that are speaking into my life, people that have done it, people that are farther along than me. I am not just discipling others, but I am being discipled. Who speaks into your life? Because Jesus has given us that model of grace and discipleship. And he does that through believers that have been around for a while. This is why we want you to be in a group. There's some fantastic people that are mature in their faith that wanna help you. They've been there, they can understand, they know the word of God. And this is how you're gonna find a much easier yoke. Get into a place where some mature believers can disciple you where you can experience God's grace and find rest for your souls. You still with me? There's always people that are farther along than you that understand some things that you need help with. You just have to ask. I don't know where we got out of that habit. Just ask for help. It's not humiliating. It's biblical. I found that with mature believers, they want to help you. They want to impart some wisdom. They want to share some things that the Lord's walked them through, and they'll help you, but you have to ask. So as we finish up today, I want to give you a chance to respond to what the Holy Spirit may be telling you. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Let's have a moment just between you and the Lord. Reconnect with your Father. This may be the most important moment of your week. If you're watching online, I want to encourage you, would you just bow your head for a moment? Would you take some time? Forget about the things that may be distracting you. Forget about your schedule the person you came in with, forget about the past of this week and just connect to the Lord. I believe if I've done my job correctly today, the Holy Spirit wants to breathe peace into your situation. Jesus said, my peace I give you. I want to remind you, my friend, Jesus is still giving believers his peace. 
peace. With every head bowed and every eye closed, perhaps you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, um, Holy Spirit's speaking to me right now because I've been in an anxious, overcommitted, unrestful place. I, 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 I need this. If that's you, with no one looking around at you, just, it's just me and you. Can you just lift up your hand if that's me? Holy Spirit's dealing with my heart. I need to rest better. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, come on. It's okay to be honest. I want to encourage you, if that was you and you're finding yourself in need of some biblical rest, rest for your soul, rest for your mind, rest for your thoughts, would you just do me a favor? Would you just open up your hands and place them on your knees? almost as if someone was handing you something. I'm gonna pray for you and I believe that as I pray for you that God's gonna to begin to speak into your situation. He's speaking into your family. He's speaking into your finances. He's speaking peace into your marriage. He's speaking peace into the relationship with your children. I believe that as we pray today, as we join our faith together, that we can ask for the comforter to come. The Holy Spirit is called the comforter. Ask for the peace of God, the peace that transcends all understanding, the peace that transcends your greatest thoughts and all your schedule and all your agenda and your overcommitments, all the things that you've got stirring in your mind. My friend, you've got too much, too much. Stop. Receive his peace right now in the name of Jesus. Father, with every person willing to receive it, I pray that right now you would speak peace to every storm. Speak peace to every situation. Speak peace to every bit of anxiety and turmoil right now in the name of Jesus. We speak peace over worries and concerns. We speak peace over overcommitted schedules. We speak peace over the fear that we're not enough and that there's not enough hours in the day. We speak peace over our to-do list. Peace. We need you, Lord. Lead us. Make us lie down so that we can hear from you and be led by the good shepherd. We trust you. We receive your peace today in Jesus' name. With heads bowed and eyes closed, my friend, I want to encourage you today. I feel led by the Holy Spirit to ask you to do something you may not have done in a while. Breathe deep. Take a deep breath in through your nose, if you would, for just a moment. Just hold it and breathe out. Just breathe. Life's busy. Life's hard. Life's full of worries and concerns. Life's got plenty of things to be anxious about. But right now, in this moment, Holy Spirit's imparting peace to you. Take a deep breath. Breathe. Thank you, Lord. Lord, it's your breath in my lungs. You give me breath. You've given me life. I trust that everything I need comes from you. Would you lead me, help me to do what you've called me to do to accomplish your purpose with my life? In Jesus' name. With heads bowed and eyes closed, as we finish up today, perhaps you're watching online or maybe you're sitting in this service and you can say honestly, Pastor, I, I don't have a relationship with Jesus I don't know if I've ever really asked him to forgive me of my sins. I'm not sure if I'm going to heaven. I'm not sure about this Jesus thing. Or maybe like me, you, you were raised in church, but you walked away from God and you need to come home. If that's you, I wanna lead you in a prayer right where you are. I wanna invite you to pray with me. I wanna help you the same way that someone helped me. 
Will you pray with me right where you are? Pray this prayer. I'll tell you what to say. The prayer goes like this. Just say, Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe that you came, you died, you rose from the grave so that I could have life and forgiveness for all of my sins. Forgive me. Save me. Now say this, my friends. Say, I don't want to live my life my way anymore. I give it to you. I trust you. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name I pray. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, my friend, if that was you and you actually took that step today, would you do me a favor? Would you just lift up your hand all across this place? That was me, Pastor. I prayed that prayer. If you're watching online, good. I see you. Good. I see you. If you're watching online, do us a favor if you would. We'd love to have a text from you. So there's a number appearing on your screen. If you're seated in here today, there's a number appearing on our screen as well. Text us. The number is 844-HRC-TEXT. Would you text the words, I prayed? All one word, I prayed. If you're willing to take that next step, then what we're gonna do is we're gonna help you. Give you the resources that you need. Things that will help you understand what just happened in your heart and what to do next. I'm proud of you. Good for you. Hybrid family, would you go ahead and look up at me then stand to your feet? It's been such an honor bringing God's word to you here today. I pray that you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I believe that God is still doing some things and he wants to encourage you this week to rest, to chillax just a little bit. That's the Hebrew word for easy, killer. <laughs> easy. Chillax just a little bit. I have our elders and their wives coming forward and these guys are gonna remain at this place right here in front to pray with you about anything that you might need prayer for. If you need prayer and you're watching online, we'd love to pray for you. If you liked what you heard today, if you feel like people need to hear this message that was spoken today, would you do us a favor and share this message on any social media platform that you're watching, maybe on our website or on Facebook or on YouTube? Share this if you would. I think people need to hear it. It would help people if you would use your influence to spread the love of Jesus and the rest that only comes from relationship with him. Amen? I want to also say, hey, congratulations to our softball team. 2-0, baby. 2-0. And, oh. and the other team didn't even forfeit this time. Last week they forfeited. This week they actually played. And there was some controversy, but we were able to pay off the referees with your tithe money. And a win is a win. <laughs> is that true? Did he say? No, I'm just kidding. Am I? No, it's, just, it's an awesome thing to watch people representing our city well and representing our church well. It's a very cool thing. So let me pray for you and let me bless you as we send you out. Father, I pray that my friends would have an incredible week following after you, hearing your heart, learning to breathe and rest easy so we can accomplish what you've called us to accomplish. In Jesus' name. And everyone said together, amen. God bless you as you go. I hope you have an awesome, restful week. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at HighRidgeLV, or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit HighRidgeLV.com give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.